going on a trip, we're gonna learn Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast Let's Fly. My name is Steph Cook. And my name is Megan Strickland. And we are comedians in New York City. And we're also comedians when we are outside of New York City. And this podcast, we like to invite guests on and we talk about what they learned recently. We ask them about it and we also share a little bit about something we learned recently. And then we just let it fly. (laughs) We just kind of let it fly. Today's guest is Mary Sella. But what do you think? Do you want to do you want to connect with our guest a bit more? Do you just want to just fly by the seat of our pants? I think let's fly. I love that. Oh, let's fly. Maybe let's that's fly. a good title. That is a good title. <laughs> let's fly. That is a good title. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, here we go. I guess three, two, one. Let's let's go. Uh, we'd like to welcome Stefan. I would like to welcome everyone to the first episode of. of? Our podcast, <laughs> where we uh, discuss the the thing that you most recently learned, is kind of the main topic uh, that we're going to be talking about with our guests. Um, the the thing you're most recent, you know, recently learned, recently read, or recently were intellectually stimulated by. Yeah, something that you think um, you want to talk about, and we can talk about it too, and maybe we'll learn something along the way. <laughs> God, <laughs> hopefully so. Um, another little caveat of our podcast is we're, we're going to be enjoying a cocktail during it. Don't know if we're showing too much behind the curtain, but that's also part of it. And there might be some other kind of miscellaneous chatter, but maybe uh, we, we don't need to give everything away. And most excitingly, our first guest, we're so excited to have her, local comedian extraordinaire, Maricela. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank women. you for coming. Oh, yeah. We, we're, oh, yeah. <laughs> Steph and I are both women. <laughs> and Mary, coincidentally, is a woman. Is yeah. a woman. I always feel weird when I call uh, groups of women guys. But I do it a lot. And I actually don't even feel that weird about it until I stop and think about it. You know what I mean? Yes. I do it a lot, too. It's just a nice... It's a shortener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to put it in the cake. Shortener. I don't know if shortener goes in cake. <laughs> um, sometimes I call, just to kind of even it out, I will call groups of men gals. Oh, that's oh. good. So like gals, like, can, can you come over here? It's a good idea. I don't do that in that, um, but maybe I should. The first lie. <laughs> the first lie. <laughs> also, the whole podcast is going to be a, like a subtle game of true truth and lie, where if you're playing at home, <laughs> Steph, I, and Mary will all lie once, but mm-hmm. tell at least two truths. You just have to isolate or find the lie. And you can email our producer, Paul, if you... Um, if you find out what the lie is. Yeah. Uh, Sounds Mar- fun. Mary, I feel like I we should... I have visited Alaska. Ooh. Ooh I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to find out, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, will, we do, will we do a payoff for that? I'm not sure. Um, should we tell... I feel like we should tell people a little bit about Mary. She, she's a stand-up yeah. comedian. Oh. She's done, she, has, she has a podcast. She runs a show called Female Comedians with Tits. Um, it's a monthly at Tip <laughs> yeah. Top Bar and Grill. A little bit of a misnomer. They book both female and male comedians. Yeah. Oh. That's um, why I thought it was funny. And now, <laughs> almost four years later, I'm just kind of stuck with it. But I still think it's kind of funny. 
it's very funny Thank and you. a great show. <laughs> I, I think we should say the details again. Thursday, Tip Top Bar and Grill in Bedside. Yeah. First or second Thursday of every month at 8.30. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. Got to kind of female into it. Comedians, comedians with, with tits. tits. Mm-hmm. So, and that could even be the name of our podcast today, technically. It could. More you literally. guys can have that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do, uh, first, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks. I'm a little tired. Uh, Had a big weekend. Just moved. So... Sorry, I was just reading off the pre-interview questions here. I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm happy to be here. You've been a New Yorker for how many years, Mary? Eight and a half. Oh. And I lived in this last apartment for six years. (sighs) I know. When I told my super I was moving, he cried. (laughs) (laughs) That's very sweet. Yeah, he started crying. And then he, like, walked away and went, you have my number. Oh, my (laughs) God. Wow. That's so nice. We had a uh, close relationship, maybe too close. I tend to get involved. Um, I'm making it sound sexual (laughs) at all, but I tend to like get uh, (laughs) with like people like that in my life. I tend to get like a little bit too involved. Yeah, I'm thinking of a few stories. Again, this is all from kind of the pre-interview adapted, (laughs) but um, where one time you were like, yeah, well, mostly dogs because you walk dogs on the side uh, to supplement your comedy earnings. Is it the side? (laughs) Fully on the side. (laughs) The center. And wait, but there's some story where there was like a note and a cat and a lady. Oh, God. Yeah, that was like a year ago. This woman was trying to rescue a cat on my block, but she was like a rich woman who didn't want to do it herself. So she just like roped me into it. So then for like a week, I was like trying to rescue a cat. And she would send me these long, crazy text messages like about how thunderstorms triggered her PSD from being a war reporter in Afghanistan. And I it's just, I don't know. I think, I think, um, this is different from my super because he's wonderful, but I do, I think crazy people are kind of drawn to me and I'm, I'm like mm. open to it. Mm. I think they're drawn to, I think they're drawn to anyone who will be open to it. And mm. I, I tend to be kind of open to people letting any kind of chaos <laughs> into my life. Who's your current, I guess, like favorite crazy person you deal with? <laughs> Oh, wow. That's a really good question. I also want that to be just a standard question. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to say their name or like, uh, but you know, what do they, what do they do? Um, I'm thinking of a a few dog walking clients. Mm. One Mm. in in particular. I, (laughs) I definitely get too involved with the dogs and the clients and just all of it. Mm. I get really in, I get really in there. You should up your rates. I should up my rates. I think I'm going to. Because you're like, I'm providing you therapy as well as dog walking as well as, um, <laughs> you know, all very all, all different kinds of support. I'm providing your dog with <laughs> more love, <laughs> love and, and care than you. <laughs> the, um, an amount of love and care that would probably make you uncomfortable if you knew about it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Wait, uh, Steph, do you, would you consider yourself someone that's pretty open to crazy? Um, No. Probably not, cause I'm, cause everyone makes me nervous. Oh wow! <laughs> so like even like nice people, I'm very like afraid of, yeah, inter- like interacting with them and like doing something wrong or something. I don't know. I think I might be the crazy person in everyone else's <laughs> scenario. But a crazy person so. that's not engaging. If, right. if you are the crazy person, I'm yeah. not acknowledging that as the reality. But accepting I, it. I also like. I feel like if 
there are crazy people engaging with me i just tend to agree with them <laughs> i'm just like yeah no you're right <laughs> well it's i crazy. i do that too and then they send me <laughs> 10 long text messages in a night <laughs> oh or like i got i got one of my dog walking clients car t- cars towed a few months ago megan was uh heard me talk about this and i was just like being stupid and whatever anyway the point is i went to the tow yard to get the car out and this guy i was like waiting there forever it just took forever and this guy just came up to me and he's like hey can you like sign my form because i just don't have like one document and if you have a license or no his license was like fucked it looked like he had been in a fire and he was like can you just show them your license and sign this for me and i was like yeah sure whatever (laughs) and next thing i know he's like okay you here are my keys you have to go get my car (laughs) so i just like did i just did that i just went and got his car and drove it out and he had this whole story about how his wife had been baking cookies and he double he double parked and then he walked into the house and his wife was baking cookies with his kids and all that i know but then i got in the car and i was like this man does not have a family (laughs) 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 and i signed this thing for him so i feel like if i try to buy a car in 10 years they're gonna be like ma'am you're not even allowed inside of a car (laughs) you know what you did you co-signed on a faulty loan seven years ago or something i don't know really what any of that means <laughs> Me I just either. I d- clearly i don't know either i just signed a document for a strange <laughs> man who seemed nice well i think like i think in new york if you make eye, con- eye contact registers as consent uh-huh. and i don't mm. mean like sexual consent i just mean like eye contact is consent and that's a very like you can just be it can be a day and then you can just like accidentally make eye contact and then it's like you're in for like whatever they have to say it's it, other cities i feel like the barrier is higher like uh, like consent is not just eye contact because then it has to be like eye contact plus verbally acknowledging what they're mm-hmm. saying but i it's all it's e- so it's easy to get into an insane transaction here if you just like happen to be looking up I, I think you're right i feel like also in new york a great thing is if someone is a crazy person to you um you can always like agree with them a little and then just be like this city right <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like that. They'll be like, "You're telling me." (laughs) It's like, yeah, those guys in City Hall. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) This city, the trains, right? Even if you're like nowhere near the trains, yeah, like yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Yeah, I feel like we should reveal because just because I'm drinking into the mic over and over again, that we're enjoying some. Some margaritas, some homemade margaritas that Steph mm-hmm. so made good. for us. And I'm glad delicious. they turned out well. I should they're have really r- great. written down the amounts I was putting. <laughs> just, just eyeball it. Yeah, yeah, you eyeballed it and you did a perfect job. Um, kind of, I don't know if this is a, a, on that topic. Do you guys each have favorite cocktail? Honestly, the margarita is my favorite cocktail. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on that too. Yeah. Same exact. I mean, there are other cocktails that I enjoy and can mention, but mm-hmm. in terms of top of the pyramid for me, yeah. If me top too. of the pyramid it stands for favorite, it's margarita. Yeah, it's just reliable, and I'm like pretty much always in the mood for it. Which yeah. Is so most other cocktails I like, it's like so <sighs> mood based, so seasonal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Although I will say the exception, and this isn't something I thought of initially because it's so specific, is a, I do always love a Bloody Mary. Mm. And by always, oh. I mean, you know, 
brunch daytime. I've never yes. had one at night, and I don't think I ever will. <sighs> See, I started ordering. <laughs> I've started ordering Bloody Marys at night. Wow, not regular. I've just kind of, you know, so good. They're because see, they're so good to me. But oftentimes, I don't feel like drinking during the day, or or, and that's gonna seem sad that I don't feel like drinking during the day. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been weirder if you're like, actually, every day I feel like drinking during the day. <laughs> but I want to drink Bloody Marys. Like in terms of things that just go down, like as like go down so fast, like they don't even have alcohol in them. Bloody Marys number one. Oh, like yeah. I could like They're have so five. Yeah. Like and I want to have five if I have totally. one. I feel like I've worked at a lot of workplaces where like startups where it's like you can drink a beer in the office uh, <laughs> in the evening and everyone's like all right it's five o'clock and it's like well i work till 6 30 and it's like yeah anyone want to drink at five and it's like i go to sleep at like 1 30 no i do not want to drink right now <laughs> yeah, before i have to like go to the gym or like yeah. Do yeah. i also think that's like the worst trick is offices that are like we're chill you can drink here it's like no you're just tricking us into spending more time here and thinking it's cool this is a nightmare i worked at a place that had summer fridays kind of you got every other friday off but they would bring around so like every other friday you had to work all day and they would bring around a bar cart at like 2 p.m <laughs> there's no one in the office i was in a cubicle i was the only per. i remember one day they came around i was the only person in my like i couldn't see another person <laughs> and they were like do you want a drink and i was like that is the saddest and i got one yeah of course and it was awful oh. it was a nightmare it was a terrible experience the, it made me so sad. The place that I used to work and Megan used to work as well in mm -hmm. Chicago would pull the, the trick where they'd be like, free pizza for lunch today. And that just meant <sighs> that everyone had to work through lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah you it was had like to like code eat, for like no lunch. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, you have to eat your lunch at your desk and keep working through lunch and not get paid overtime for it. <sighs> oh, my God. Offices are bad. Yes. Amen to that. One, <laughs> amen times a thousand. Mm -hmm. Um. Steph, should we kind of get into the meat of our question that we have for Mary today? Yeah, let's go for um, it. I'm actually just kind of, you know, kind I'm of very curious. Well, you d did prep work. You wrote down questions. Wrote down questions. I had a pre-interview with uh, Mary wasn't available. So I had a pre-interview <laughs> with Mary's personal assistant. Yeah. And um, who is a dog. <laughs> yes. A, a, a dirty dog. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> no, an actual dog, but very communicative. Um <laughs> Uh, so Mary, you kind of told us before the podcast that you do have, you have some options in terms of things that you've, you learned the most recent thing you learned, you kind of have some options. I have a few. I have a few. Okay. Do you want to kind of present them and then we can decide as a group? I, I think we end up hearing about all three, but yeah. like, let's just, uh, let's maybe one that you mentioned is actually something one of us has also learned recently. Oh, whoa. Talk so about, cool. you know, like, yeah. Talk synergy. about synergy. Synergy. Yeah. Yes. Corporate synergy. Okay. First, I'm going to talk about the stupidest one that I don't think there's a lot of conversation there. I'm going to say that right up mm. front. <laughs> what I learned, uh, I moved to Bed-Stuy this weekend, and I learned that Bed-Stuy is east of where I lived before. <laughs> okay. I like, I, like, knew that, but in my head, it was north. Yes. It's true. I don't think there's a lot of conversation around this. <laughs> Actually, Steph, that's where you're wrong, because I want to dive into this, and I want to dive into it big. This has been a constant theme in my life as of late, geography and lack of knowledge about... I yeah. I, I feel as if I... I actually really thought you would want to talk okay. about this. <laughs> like... It, it, 
I think I sort of I did understand something. I knew Bedside was east from you. That's yeah. something I understand okay, because okay. I always just think of Hudson East River and I kind of orient myself in that way. Okay, but um, that's also not a foolproof method. You can get mixed up. And I certainly have. I'm not yeah. saying, but just in general, it does feel like people learned about geography as a kid, and I did not. There's some prime examples of this. I recently found out where Rhode Island is. Um, <laughs> and you were shocked. Much farther north than I anticipated. I thought for sure it sat right by <laughs> Delaware. I thought you drove through it when you were driving, you know, on, on 95, <laughs> which you might, but later than I, ante- that I, you know. Yeah, I think 95 does go right through Providence. <sighs> can't believe, can't but believe But an hour it. south of Boston. That's, mm. that was insane to me. Yeah. Um, also recently learned where Idaho is. That was a couple months ago. <laughs> Much farther west. I, I, I fully thought it was like Iowa, Idaho. They're buddies out there in the Midwest. <laughs> well, I, Idaho, it really, I, I'm with you there because like I know where it is. I can visualize it on a map. I have always known, but it is the, it's the West Coast. I mean, it's not a coastal state, but right. it's basically, it's the Pacific Northwest. And that is something I have to remind myself of constantly. I think of it, I think it's like in Montana. Mm-hmm. Montana, also further west than you would think, because I think of that as being in the middle of the country, but it's not. It's out west. Oh, wow. And see, and there, I just learned another thing in terms of geography. I thought, you know, I was in Montana. I'm like, that's a middle state. That's so middle. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty middle, waste. but it's west. It's west middle. Yeah. You, mm. Megan, you kept telling me I'm going to go drive down <laughs> to Florida, and I think I got to, what do you go through? Montana. Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, I was so there. excited. I was like, I do I have to drive Idaho. to Florida, but thank God I get to see Jackson. Finally get to see that big sky <laughs> that I've been hearing so much about. Uh, see, I think I'm I'm good at geography. I like I like I, I it's something I've always liked. I had a geography class in sixth grade. That was my social studies, and I like loved it. But first, and and I'm even good at like Manhattan. I know I know north and south, mm. east and west. I've got it down. But for some reason, Brooklyn, even though I've lived here almost a decade, it's like I can't I can't make sense of where things are east when I think they should be north. Things are south when I think they should be east. I think it's just I kind of like it's like the map like fell over in my head Mm. and I can't get it back up. Yeah. You know, when you're driving home, I think this is sort of related of the map like switching in your head. Also, I will say I live in Bushwick and I'm. And while I know that Bedside is east of Fort Greene, I am like still kind of confused why I can, s- how I can see Manhattan so well from Bushwick, like it doesn't clue, it doesn't sense. it doesn't connect up like like in my head mentally. But oh, when you're on the train and you're like you know you're going in a certain direction, but you can't flip your brain around to like yeah. And people have that. There's there's actually a disease that people have that's like they will become disoriented like when. They like lose. Have you heard about this? They lose all sexia. Yes. My, I think, I think my dad has that and I have it a little bit because I don't know my right from my left. I have to like really think about it. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, so maybe that's just what it is, but they'll like, they'll like stand up or they'll like get outside and everything shifts and they like can't even get to work. Oh, (laughs) they're like everything. It's like, it's like when people, you know, it's like the forgetting faces disease (gasps) or whatever, but for the thing. Wow. I'm very directionally oriented. Like I'm oh, cool. very much like y- you go the like you go north and then you go west. And then if people are like, well, but what 
I don't know which way west is. And it's like, well, it's west. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> that's like the bait. Like, <laughs> but, but uh, I get like in the city, I'm sure it's like, well, just tell me which building to go towards. And I'm like, well, I don't know where any buildings are. But if <laughs> yeah. you tell me the address, I can tell you how to get there north by what, you know, like. Yeah. I don't See, know. for me, that only works in Manhattan. Hmm. Manhattan yeah. directions. I'm like, of course, east, west, north, south. I understand this. In Brooklyn, if someone told me to walk east, I would be like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, I, like this morning I said to my boyfriend, I was like, maybe I'll walk. I was like, you can walk up to the sea. And he was like, down to the sea. He gets like so annoyed. Oh, whoa. (laughs) So me south is down and up is up is north. Yeah. He gets like really annoyed by that stuff. And he actually wanted me to mention that he wanted, he thought it'd be funny if I, the thing I learned was something he taught me. (laughs) (laughs) And did you tell him, actually, I can walk over to the sea to the end of Long Island. I was like, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. Over means east or west. <laughs> so yeah. if you're like trying to buy time and you're like, <laughs> just use over because odds are, you know, 50% chance it'll be over. Right? Yeah. It's, but only 25% chance or 25% chance will be down. And That's 25% true. 50% chance it'll be over. Mm. True. Can you swim? Like, I uh, can swim. Th- no. <laughs> <laughs> Brag. Great <again>. question. Brag. <laughs> But like there, there was some, well, just cause we took the ferry over the weekend and like some water splashed on my face and I was like, well, now I'm going to get some disease because <laughs> there's great. You'll be fine. But also, yeah, it's not great. There's like the, uh, what, like a, a race where part of it is you swim through the East river and like the Harlem river. And if you do this race, I think it's like a triathlon uh, if you do it, you have to get certain shots for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because it's just, like, so polluted. And I guess there's... I, d- I don't know what which shots you have to get. Probably, like, hepatitis B or something. Oh, for sure. I can't believe they even uh, let you do that. That's, like, appalling to me. Yeah. I, didn't, I actually saw someone jet skiing on the East mm. River this weekend. And <laughs> I was like, how is that? That person is taking the, their life in their hands if they fall. Yeah. But apparently, maybe they just got shot it up. Maybe. Yeah. Can you imagine getting shots and be like, yeah, I got to go jet skiing. <laughs> yeah. In three months. In three after months. this, like, settles. In the East River. I can't I just, go anywhere else. I just won this jet ski. Well, now I have to get vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in the movie Hitch, the kind of critically acclaimed movie Hitch, they yeah. do go jet skiing. Um, on their way to Ellis Island or on their way back. I think they take it both ways. Wow. I and haven't seen that movie in a long time. Is it good? It is. Oh, God, it's one of the best. I'd I liked say. it. Wait, I liked it. Yeah. It's really actually good? No. Well, yes, but I don't trust my opinion. But like, it's, the, it's Will Smith and Jason Bateman, right? Is that the. No, that I mean, that would be an interesting combo. Yeah. Until oh. I think one of them was canceled recently, but I'm not sure. I don't I have the oh, updated Jason list. Jason Bateman's like uh, slightly. He's soft canceled. He's soft because <laughs> of that whole arrest. He said, Jamella "Yeah, bullshit. actually, Jessica Walter, we Shut it. everyone gets yelled at. Sorry, you're yeah. sad about it. Oh, I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. Kevin James actually was in that with. Is it Kevin James, King is of it, Queens? Yeah, a super. He's a superhero, oh, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. No, I thought you meant yeah. Kevin James was canceled. And I was no, like, thank, I love Kevin J- Kevin Dude, James. So does Leah Remini. Oh God, I and I love memoir. Leah Remini. I love her. I love read her memoir. It's great. Mm. Right, we're both Maybe writing it down. <laughs> um, wait, but it's not. It's just uh, like a romantic comedy. 
So it's like, you know, it's oh. and it's Eva Mendez, right? Eva Mendez. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. She's very beautiful. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's good looking. We go to your house and there's like, it's full of Doritos because you bought them all because of her. <laughs> Wait, that's Eva Longoria, right? No, no that was Eva a, Mendez was the original. No, it's, right? uh, it's uh, Ali. She was married to someone briefly. <laughs> Oh, Allie. Mario Lopez. She was married to Mario Lopez for like five minutes, but he cheated on her immediately. No. Allie. Not Larder. Is Mario Lopez still with his, the mother of his children? I have no idea. I hope so. They, they have a cute. Wait, I think. No, Ava, I thought Ava Mendez was Doesn't in a Doritos commercial. Maybe. Yeah. Wait. I, just I mean, this was like 20 years ago, but. <laughs> yeah. I should have taken your word for it. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Eva Longoria doing those. She was in those commercials. They were like, what new flavor of Lay's should we have? Yes. Or whatever. Does that seem right? uh, She might be, yeah. I'm a huge chip. I think. There's a baseball player called Evan Longoria. Whoa. And they're not related. And and it's like, they did a funny bit about it uh, at some cool. point for baseball. I don't know. <laughs> for, ba- for, baseball. for baseball. At the end of it, it was like, and watch baseball. <laughs> well, wait, Steph, what, who's your team again? The Texas Rangers. Oh, mm. cool. And are, have they started playing yet? Yeah, they started playing a couple months ago. They're not very oh, okay. very good. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, sorry. The season started a couple months ago, <laughs> the end of March, and it will end at the beginning of November. So It's a long time. <laughs> not as long as basketball basketball goes on forever i don't watch basketball I do you mean nba basketball it. yeah nba basketball it's like it's like 12 i mean it's year round it's, it's still going on is it's still going on well it's July, the final. right well unconfirmed Pe- well people are saying i think it's going to end before then right because when? all that's left is the Warriors have to play the other team from the East, oh. Toronto. Oh, I guess so. I, I, I just feel, I, I, I feel, <laughs> personally, I feel, <laughs> and my feelings are valid, don't tell me they're not, that basketball starts in August mm-hmm. and ends in July. And that's then, the season. And that's then that's the reality. Those <laughs> feelings are not too far wrong. off. I no, no. Like that f- it does, I think, preseason or like, probably starts in august or they start you know practicing run sprints get in shape it yeah. will go until mid-june at least yeah it's, it's crazy pretty close. and then there's the draft which people you know pay attention yeah, to people yeah. love. Maybe that's, that's, why it feels that's a big event Ho- hockey lasts forever too yeah i, I was with my whole hockey. family recently and all of a sudden my my uncle my dad my nephews my brother they're all like oh we gotta watch the bruins and i'm like since when <laughs> did any of you give a shit about the bruins wait where are the bruins wait are Bruins are Boston. 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 That makes sense. The alliteration. It was a real shocker for me. I was like, don't. Uh, who, since when did anyone give a shit about this? <laughs> since when did anyone in the country? Especially my nephews were like, we got to watch the Bruins. I was like, don't. No, you don't care about this. No, there's more interesting <laughs> television to watch. Yeah. God, I didn't see TV till I was like 18 and moved out of the house because it was only sports on. Oh, wow. It's terrible. Oh. I mean, that's not. You know, it was just you're exaggerating, but I'm exaggerating, but only slightly. I get yeah. it. I see that. I see that. I was obsessed with the TV show ER as a kid. <laughs> as a kid, is a per- yeah. Oh, same. If you want to talk about things I learned, I learned some shit from ER. <laughs> Anytime I will tell you that I hit, and this is like actually a very stupid thing I'm about to say, but I do it in real life. If I hit my head and I'm like, oh no, do I have a concussion? I'll like, oh god, I gotta edit this out. <laughs> 
but I'll go into the bathroom, look into the light, and then look at the mirror to make sure my eyes dilate, like, uh, or my pupils get, uh-huh. like, small. <laughs> because because, they because if, if they don't, then it could be you have a concussion. <laughs> oh, my God. But that, is that th- real? Well, I yeah, think and so. also according to ER, I remember that. I I felt you know shows like that ER and Grey's Anatomy. I watched ten episodes and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a doctor now. I know everything. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's what I learned from ER: incest. Wait, there's I learned patients about incest or from ER. Patients oh, accidentally had incest. Wow. There was this one episode I that sh- I watched when I was young about like a t- a teenage boy brings his sister into the ER and she's pregnant and they like say. She got knocked up by some guy and then they both like start crying and they say that like their mom died a year ago and they started fucking because they were grieving. And I was I did not like that. I was scared. (laughs) I'm scared just hearing about it. Is there also I feel like ER has a responsibility to only put that kind of stuff on the television show for if it happens in real life. Like, is that something that would and has I'm sure everything has happened. Maybe. I mean, Michael (laughs) Crichton created ER, right? Mm -hmm. And he was a medical doctor. But Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like his experiences were probably in three episodes of the first season of the show. And then after that, it was fiction. Mm. Another thing I learned from ER cockroaches can climb in your ear. Oh, yes. I remember that. Remember that? (laughs) That scarred me for life. Yes. (laughs) Wait, but Steph, I just want to get an image. So and and. In Mary same. So you guys would like it came on at like what day? What time? Thursday at nine p.m. Yeah. Central Time. Mm-hmm. But I would it would also air every day in the mornings on TNT. So I would record it on a VHS tape. So when I got home from school, I could watch <laughs> the reruns that oh, it aired that morning. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <That's> I, cute. <laughs> my That's mom loved it. She used to tape it on V on VHS at nine p.m. and we would watch it together. And she'd let me. I think the only reason she let me watch it is because. She thought George Clooney was hot and she thought I should like learn about that. (laughs) (laughs) She, my mom was like pretty strict about what I could and couldn't watch on TV unless like a hot guy was in it. And then she'd be like, well, you should see this. (laughs) (laughs) Like any Harrison Ford movie. (laughs) ER. It was like anyone, any, anything with anyone tall, dark and handsome in it. She was like, this is your education. Noah Wiley was my ER crush. He was Mm. also very dr carter i think i can picture him he's a brunette Mm -hmm. yeah curly hair no okay (laughs) i want it the word that's coming to mind and this is a bad word but he it is like he's it was like a little bit squirrely looking a little bit dirty but like Mm. really handsome Mm. and he was like the kind gentle doctor he was a really good person he got addicted to drugs at one point after yeah his he watched his after he was stabbed by a crazy patient and his med student was killed oh my god i remember that and i remember being like oh my god he's on drugs now (laughs) (laughs) that show went on for so long very long my parents watched it i remember Mm -hmm. um so yeah what's another thing that you learned recently recently okay um Okay, so I'm reading this really fascinating book. It's called um, A Life's Work on Becoming a Mother. It was written by this woman, Rachel Cusk. She's a British novelist. And I've read some of her novels, and I really, really loved them. And then I realized she wrote a bunch of memoirs. So this is the first memoir she wrote. And it's about, like, in the introduction, she explains that she had a child, 
in like her 30s or whatever she'd been a woman out in the world living her life had a career and like it made this big decision to have a child and was determined to like do it differently but then the second she had a child it was like this totally crazy experience and she felt like no one had prepared her for and she'd never like she just never understood what it was going to be like and it completely changed her life and changed who she was and she felt like she like lost part of herself and was it a normal birth and everything yeah or she just didn't know like <laughs> well she had a c-section but yeah mm-hmm. um and so uh, she felt like just the first like six months it was like this really intense experience that she just no one had really prepared her for and but then she realized after six months she like immediately like forgot about it when she was in it she was like i need to write about this like this is incredible nobody's ever written about this in a way i want to read about it and it went away and then she accidentally got pregnant again when she was when her baby was nine months old. Mm. And so when she had the second kid, she like told her husband, basically, you're going to take care of this one and I'm going to write a book mm. about the experience. Whoa. So like the back one of the back blurbs said it's like reading a world war journal about like childbirth and motherhood. Mm-hmm. And that honestly is how it reads. <laughs> it's like oh, terrifying Jesus. and harrowing. And she says in the introduction, so kind of the idea of the book is that she thinks the, and this is something I never thought of or read, but like, uh, it's so obvious that the root of all sexism is motherhood because it, it completely changes the mother's life immediately. And it doesn't change the father's life. It doesn't have to. Gosh, I've heard that <laughs> people, <laughs> forget stuff that happens in the first like it's biological yeah there was like this uh, it was like an article that uh the this kid wrote or now he's like a grown-up but he it was like writing (laughs) about um parenthood or whatever Mm -hmm. and he his like younger brother had had terrible like lung problems when he was born and had to have a bunch of surgeries and it was really strict like harrowing and he when this guy who wrote the book like was about to become a father he was like talking to his dad about like yeah when like you know whatever the other guy's name was like was going through all that like because they had more kids after that like Mm -hmm. didn't you ever think like oh we shouldn't do this too scary and he was like huh you know what i completely forgot that that happened yeah it's crazy but women especially we're like biologically programmed women don't remember childbirth you don't remember like the beginning it's like it leaves your brain so that makes me feel like that's our biology tricking us into doing something that we shouldn't be having more kids kind of yeah but i mean obviously (laughs) like i say that you know i don't i mean (laughs) i'm not i feel like that might be an offensive statement i don't mean it that way obviously i would like to have kids someday i think but then i then i hear all of this kind of i hear that and it's terrifying it's like harrowing i mean she's just saying going in she and her husband were so determined to like divide their duties equally they were like a feminist household but like the second the baby comes all that goes out the window because the baby needs the mother Mm. oh and doesn't need the father yes so friend just recently had a baby we went to meet and see the baby the other day and the mom was like I had never heard this before, but she shared the, the my friend and who was also a mother of the child said um, they are they refer to the first um, like three months of the baby's life as the fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's actually like the baby's outside of you mm-hmm. technically, but it needs to be so attached to the mother that it's like 
it's like as if it's still in the womb. Mm-hmm. And if our bodies were different, i.e. like wider set hips, I guess, the baby would actually should be inside us longer. Yeah, because like baby animals walk pretty soon after they're born. Yeah, like hours. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, so she writes about that in this book and it's like there's a word for for I mean it's just mother baby is like a common term mm-hmm. because the idea is for the first like six months basically of the baby's life you're still the same person <sighs> that baby is still you it's still so dependent on the mother that it's like still part of you and like especially she wrote she wrote this like uh, horrific chapter about breastfeeding oh man <laughs> just about how especially if you breastfeed then like you don't and i remember my sister-in-law saying to me after she and my brother had their second kid and she was like there's no way i'm having more kids she was like i need my body back because mm. it's like your body is not your own you're this other this creature is so dependent on you you have to like submit to their will whenever they want to eat you have to be there or you know pump whatever but like that's so much work too yeah or bottle feed them well exactly and then so she in this book she makes the decision like close to six months to to bottle feed because the baby has colic and all the doctors are like it's probably something you're eating like that's the thing too is like everything gets blamed on the mother it's like it's probably what have you eaten it's probably it's definitely it's your milk it's this it's that and she was like well okay fucking fine i'll try formula (laughs) but then it felt like this betrayal and and Mm. she like saw her husband feeding the baby a bottle and she felt like she was witnessing him like having an affair and it was just like this horror and she like could swear the baby was like glaring at her was betrayed <laughs> oh my god it's so crazy it's a really good book it's interesting is it making you change your minds about i mean i will say this about- i will say that i feel like it, it it i'm actually not necessarily learning anything i didn't already know mm. but she's such a good writer and it's like it kind of confirms every suspicion i had about motherhood <laughs> And, and she just says, uh, she, she has this line, it's like, uh, motherhood is the ultimate conformist career. No matter how you think you're going to do it, you, you end up just having, just doing it like everyone else, at least at the very beginning. Because that's what you have to do to survive, to have your baby survive. Cool. Great news. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. Now I'm realizing uh-huh. this is like kind of a bummer. <laughs> no, but it's a good to, it's good to go in to go to go go forth with um you know eyes open (laughs) well i just feel like we know so little about like the experience of childbirth i feel like women don't tell each other i didn't know until my brother had kids that like your fucking taint rips open (sighs) if you're lucky if not they have to cut it open and then it doesn't heal as well like i didn't know that shit nobody tells you and you're on your period for like six months after you have a kid yeah that i'm looking forward to (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i feel like i've people i know who have given birth they're always like it it was awful (laughs) and like and but like i it feels like all the guys i know who have had kids for them it was like it was the best day of my life (laughs) like i met my kid it's just like okay i had some like bad food from the cafeteria which wasn't great but i guess i guess that's the main thing i'm learning uh, from this book and like again it's something i already kind of knew but it's like sad having confirmed is like no matter who you are no matter how you you're planning on doing things like (laughs) your man is fucking useless it's you and that baby (laughs) for like six months and (laughs) i have heard that 
some men get depression in the first six months because they're like straight up not needed yeah and they're, they're like i just want to like be with my baby and like the baby, the baby not doesn't shit. need me <laughs> Oh. I remember that with my nephews. I remember my brother. I don't think he was depressed, but just he was like, "Yeah, they don't really care about me. They really like their mom." Oh, <laughs> oh, whatever. He was like living his. He was like living his life, you know, <laughs> drinking beer, or you know, I'm just not that. Men, that was like men drink beer, but it's like you can't drink when you're breastfeeding, or you can, I guess, but you have to pump you it have to out. Like pump it out. <sighs> well, okay, it so really crazy. I'm going to read that book for sure. And also I'm going to maybe read some novels by her. Yeah. Because I'll you say she's loan good. You. I'll oh. loan you this stuff. This uh, this book about motherhood is really. Woo. Ugh. I feel like it also, kind of like confirmed some things my mom said growing up. Like she mm-hmm. would just be like, well, you can't kind of get over the biology part of it. Yeah. Like she would just refer to that. Like you are the one that carries the child. And unfortunately that does not sort of change but I often think if I didn't have to carry the child I would have had kids five years ago yeah <laughs> or like way sooner yeah for and sure I'm constantly envious of men like in the public eye that that can be parents and no one has any idea like you know you see like you know comedians or you know I don't know politicians anyway but like if you're a woman it's like immediately apparent or like after four months immediately yeah. and you can't like do your I mean I'm sure some people have it been able to do their pregnancy total and private and there's nothing that there's it's not like there's something shameful about pregnancy or it should be behind closed doors i don't think that but there's just you know there's no like society then putting you in this you know i always just think of like seth meyers like hosting the tonight show whatever yeah. that show is called and his wife is like nine months pregnant it's like he should also have to wear a nine month pregnant yeah, belly no, just to like it should just be like you have to be like both physically representing as parents and are now in this parent you know box or he whatever. should also have gestational diabetes <laughs> yeah yeah or well it's just the transformation from woman to mother is huge mm. and that's like a lot those are like different things woman and mother you can be a woman and also a mother but like uh, most mothers find it kind of hard to be a woman for a while <laughs> at least and that's just not the same men can be dads and then they can also be men. There's not, the shift is so different. Like I have a cousin, um, whose wife is like amazing. She's a doctor. She's like brilliant. They met at Harvard. She's like a genius. She's so cool. And she, I remember saying when her, her kids are like two years apart. I think when her younger son was like eight, she was like, yeah, I feel like I finally like have time for myself again. And this is a woman who is Mm -hmm. a working medical doctor, you know, except for maybe, three months of maternity leave <laughs> for each kid <laughs> cool 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 good stuff okay let's just kind of zip on What's so like, megan has an announcement <laughs> i just got but i also shoes. think that's kind of cool that like men don't i don't know i think it's i think there's like pluses and minuses that like i think the experience of being a mother is like really unique and there's a, it, it takes a lot away from you as like an individual person but it also like gives you this whole new personhood it does feel like people think that kids are cooler than mothers. So once you're a mother, like a woman who has a kid, it's like, oh my God, this kid is awesome. And then it's like the mom disappeared. Like, yes, you know what I, I mean? <laughs> God. And like, there's even that joke, like I'm, I'm Steph's mom. And it's like, that's your whole identity. Right. A- and I know. it's so not, honestly, we need to 
like also because like dads can be like cool and funny like mm-hmm. in, in we, this is like so lame people have talked about this better but like just even like in like a cultural like joking way like i feel like well i guess they're like starting to be more stuff for like moms or i'm not explaining this well but you know what i mean or if a dad's like oh i can't go out like i'm taking care of the kid it's like oh cool dude like yeah. <laughs> okay i cool. know this woman who i saw out a few months ago she had like a five-month-old baby and she said to me i was like oh it's so good to see you i hadn't seen her since she had the baby and she was like yeah i'm out tonight you know oh you're dad's babysitting mm. and i wanted to be like he is not babysitting it's his child <laughs> yeah that's that, that <laughs> he is the father that is <laughs> oh. but i think that's how it feels honestly and i don't even blame like i don't even blame her or him like i think almost no matter i think i think 70 percent 70-80% of couples no matter how hard you try to have that not be the situation that's how it feels the first six months of the baby's life maybe a year <laughs> cool <laughs> okay good that's this just like so kind of a reality check that was I like this huh. was gonna be like a fun interesting <laughs> conversation no, no it's fascinating also and I think it should these we should talk about these things more think about more that was kind of like the podcast equivalent of just like a huge glass of cold water like <laughs> in your face yeah um <laughs> Any chance the third thing you learned uh, can can provide some levity? <laughs> no, um, no, I'm just kidding. But what is the third thing you learned or the third thing you had planned well, to discuss? Well, it's going to be about bed bug fumigation, so I don't really think that's going <laughs> to levity. <laughs> no, I think that's interesting. Let's, yeah, out with it. Let's let's hear it. I mean, I don't even know what I learned. I feel like I just, like, fumigated bed bugs so many different ways at this point. <laughs> Not to brag, but Mary not not Mary's doesn't mean to brag, but she has some experience. I with. had a relapse of bed bugs. <laughs> um, it really does feel like you have a disease when you have them. Mm. People recoil. They act like you're contagious. It feels like you're, it feels like what's wrong with me. <laughs> but um, okay. So this I thought was kind of interesting. Is I did I moved this weekend. They did offsite bed bug fumigation. So what happened was they moved. We had to pack up all of our shit into cardboard boxes. Yeah. Everything except food, plants, like that stuff will can't be fumigated. Um, pack it all up, put it in boxes. They moved it out, move it into a truck. They fumigate the truck for 12 to 24 hours. They just blast it with gas, with Vicane gas, which <sighs> kills every kind of bug. And... Okay, keep going. Sorry. And then the next day they brought it to our new place and we had unpacked it. But they told us the day before there's like just like so much they don't tell you. And the movers, the guy, the like head, the actual mover who came, who was like in charge. He was great. He like told me all the dirt. He was like, you can't get your like beauty products fumigated which i had already packed a lot of them so i was really mad about that oh my god thank god he told you though because you would just be putting like poisonous poisonous gas on your face exactly but like of course the man who owns the moving company didn't think to tell me like hey don't pack your hundreds of dollars of makeup (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh which i wear honestly twice a year but like i don't want to buy new makeup that i wear twice a year anyway um So he told us also when he was packing up the stuff or, you know, the mover, he was like, you have to get gas masks because when you unpack it, like, like not even just like those things you get at CVS, but like full on gas. masks. No, we got the ones like the paper. Oh, okay. 
but like I felt woozy as hell. Oh packing, no, like, no, cardboard no. Box, the, all the books, it's all like. So that makes just, me like, like that can't gas. be good for it to just go in your apartment either. Oh, it's definitely not, but it's better than bed bugs. So whatever. Wow, Vicane gas. I've never heard that before. What is that? Do you know? We can Google it right now. It is. A, it's a gas that kills all bugs. So whenever you Google it, it'll come. It'll come up like termite fumigation. Because hmm. nobody wants to advertise bed bug anything ever. Oh. Yeah, but it kills like termites and everything. Um, it's sulfuryl fluoride. It's an inorganic compound. Oh yeah, it's definitely inorganic. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like awful. And I remember from last year when they fumigated my place, and that was supposedly environmentally friendly. But I remember I'd have to they like sealed up the apartment and gassed everything. But I remember walking back in there and just being like, <gasps> "Oof." I've inhaled so much poison. Wait, but this is a good line I just read. Mm-hmm. It says, um, I can only say that Vicane has been used for 40 years and no one, especially the fumigators, appears to have suffered from working around it or living in the wake of Vicane gas. Okay, that's very good. Also, these guys, the movers were supposed to wear like suits. Hazmat. Ha- basically hazmat suits and they just didn't wear them. And he was like, mm. well, I'll discount you for that because we didn't, we didn't wear them. Who cares? Hmm. I don't know. Wow. Sorry, this is like also a bummer. I'm a no, bummer no. This right is fascinating. <laughs> My <laughs> life has been a mess for a month. I'm thinking about having children. I'm not even thinking about having children. I'm just reading about it. Yeah, and good. I mean, fascinating. Honestly, not a bummer. Just yeah, fascinating. Slightly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of that was, but not your fault. You're bringing us the information we need. <laughs> Ultimately, uplifting because we're again, we're we're moving on within our lives and. Honestly, once you hear our podcast, we want to give you some information and then you can make some decisions based on that. So if you thought about (laughs) having a kid and now you're like, well, I'm glad I heard some new info about it and it it changed your mind. Let us know. Send us an email. uh, Tweet at us. Say thank you so much. You changed my life. Yeah. And Um, we do want people to hear this podcast, do no further research and make (laughs) huge life decisions. Yeah, I'm really the authority as as a... uh, child this woman i'm definitely the the authority on having children i definitely know exactly exactly uh yeah what you should do you heard it here first folks (laughs) um steph i have a question did you kind of prepare anything that you had learned recently for our podcast um absolutely no pressure yeah so um i don't know i read something um and i again don't know how true it is but that um during strenuous activity it's a lot easier or it's uh easier to overhydrate than it is to underhydrate so you're not going to die of dehydration during a marathon unless you've had like the flu for a week and don't ever drink water Um, but a lot of people die from drinking too much water Um, then they get like water on the brain or something it's uh what is it it's just like your uh, potassium is so depleted that you're like yeah it just like um basically causes some sort of cardiac issue because your heart needs potassium to function um that's scary yeah i always i'm like there's wait I, I oh well there was another article th- about this woman who runs like super marathons or um ultra marathons like in the woods and stuff and she's <laughs> she's like kind of crazy and she's one of the no. best ultra marathoners <laughs> in the world because it's like at some point it's all mental and she's like yeah i just like will r- you know run through rocks for like hours and she 
she's like, um, so the way I know if I'm like too dehydrated is if, uh, if I pee and it looks like Coke, I know I need to go to the hospital and it's like, <gasps> oh <laughs> what? my God, that's crazy. Yeah. And but like, that's insane that you would still be peeing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. I don't that's know. That's crazy. Like it must be just a tiny bit. Coke. My experience so. with heart hydration. And then hydration. it's also, I think it's also like, if it looks like that, it's also, I think, too late. <laughs> if you're like yeah, that far from dead. a hospital, yeah, you're in the like middle of the woods somewhere. It looked like like strongly brewed tea five <laughs> hours ago. And yeah, I yeah. God. Well, here's a hydration related thing I learned recently as I went to the doctor. And I have, like, once every three years, I will like pass out from period cramps basically very rock and roll <laughs> very rock and roll. <laughs> usually in the middle of the night or at like six in the morning and i told my doctor that i was like is this a problem and she said no it's dehydration because when you're bleeding heavily you're losing a lot of fluids mm. and oh, that's all it you. is you're passing out because you're dehydrated it's not like from the pain but i feel like you drink hella water i drink a lot of water but the point is ladies when you're on your period mm. chug just coke sprite whatever you can get your hands on yeah whatever you can get your hands on <laughs> just put fluids in your body because it's coming out wow wait ultra marathons hydration. yeah what are ultra marathons oh it's just like in the woods uh so there are a lot there's like i think there are road ones where you run like 100 miles on a road like a regular like and a marathon one at once mm-hmm. yeah and then there are ultra marathons like in the woods where it's like 300 miles or it's like some sort of route and you do it in like a few days and it's just all like psychopath running on like trails and you have to why would anyone i don't know I've never heard a lot of, of people do ultra it marathon i've heard of people going to run with people that are doing ultra marathons for like a certain period of time mm-hmm. like 40 miles or 20 miles or like keeping them company yeah all of it seems wild there's also one i think it's the one that's called the barkley marathon i think that's what it is but there's one ma- ultra marathon that's just like basically a one mile loop on this guy's ranch and you just have to keep running it no. and it's basically last person standing <laughs> oh no. my god no that's hell that's basically running around a track yeah you're just it's that's like why it's so mentally challenging is because it is like the same scenery and the same route for hours and I hours just and hours i feel the need to challenge myself that much <sighs> same we challenge ourselves in other ways. Yeah. Um, like, I can't like think of anything with comedy. Right now. Getting up on the stage, <laughs> getting up on the stage is it's the a true ma- challenge. Marathon every day. Yeah. It, it is funny how often I used to like not like it when people would like come up to you after. Sh- not that like I'm like approached often after shows. Normally, there's not even anyone there watching the show. Let's be clear. But you know when you're when someone comes after a show and it's just like oh my god like that looks so fun like I'm gonna like some version of like I'm gonna do that yeah. or like your your performance somehow made them think they could definitely do it I used to kind of take offense to that <laughs> a little bit like it kind of yeah. hurt my feelings but now the new thing that really hurt well that hurts my feelings more is like the coming up to you and just being like god just getting up there you're so brave oh, that, that is just like I was that bad that you're just like so happy that I was like 
I, I feel like I get I get that a lot. Like, oh wow, it's just so great that you even got up there. I can't imagine. I could never. It's so oh, good to see a woman it. up there. <laughs> yeah, giving honestly, this a go. Honestly, oh <laughs> giving God. this. God. Well, Megan, I think for you, and I will say this, I think it's because you're so natural on stage, and so people like don't even understand that you're like, uh, necessarily. I mean, like, obviously they know you're performing, but it's just because you're so natural on stage. And they're like, I think that makes them think like, oh, that looks fun and easy because you make it look easy. So they think they can do it. At some shows. Not lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that now for sure, that's my preferred comment. Yeah. The, the I'm going to do that. After oh, seeing yeah. You, as opposed to, I can't believe you did that. How brave. Yeah, that makes me feel bad. Yeah, I've then you're just like, oh, times. yeah, thanks. Like, you know. Anywho, that is usually other women being like, "We need to see more girls up there." Good for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, like, there actually are a lot of women that do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned I had some stuff in the pocket. Yeah. We can talk about it in a future podcast. Well, we yeah, um, one thing you learned, and then the other thing for we'll the save. next. Um, well, I'll just I'll just do the kind of light and fun one. Bacon Sorry. fat. What to do with it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't make bacon often. Occasionally make bacon. Paul's like, Paul, our producer Paul, <laughs> is like smiling because he already knows. He's a chef, a famous chef. <laughs> um, a good chef, actually. I don't know, famous, but should be famous. Um, great chef. Uh, ma- ma- make some bacon. Do you know, you get all that fat. I'm like, well, you can't pour it down the drain. I know that. I remember mm-hmm. that from childhood. But, but not sure exactly what to do with it. You can just throw it in the trash, blah, blah, blah. Knew that. But I'm like, but finally looked it up. And a lot of people keep it to cook with didn't know that yeah. you guys probably know that but you filter it first in like a coffee thing or something mm-hmm. you filter it over a jar can't be plastic but oh okay you could to get the bacon bits out because those will go rancid mm. so but yeah you can use it put it on fries popping corn popcorn oh. but made with bacon fat Gosh. i was like dang that sounds yeah good my boyfriend has started cooking with bacon grease but he definitely does not filter it i think if you use it soon after okay <laughs> well you might i haven't gotten sick <laughs> you might well he likes to cook with either a full he, he he finishes all his meals by putting in either like a bunch of bacon grease a stick of butter or like a tub of sour cream and ooh, it's good <laughs> <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome wow that is really that's good to know the filter thing Guys, I feel like we've I've learned a lot today listening to to <laughs> Steph and Mary. I feel like I gave you an I You didn't give me any issues I didn't already have. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've I've like launched ev- all of us into an existential crisis, <laughs> identity crisis. Oh, that's where we're supposed to be right now, I think. I guess so. Um, thank you so much. You guys follow Mary Sella on Twitter. It's at Mary A. Sella. If, if, if you're listening and you're, you're not going to be disappointed. Lots of funny content in there. <laughs> um, follow her on Instagram. Same handle. If you like dogs, mm. you're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, check out, uh, female comedians with tits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say, check out, when is your next, um, uh, little old Mary runs a blog, uh, not a blog, sorry, a yeah. website of, of littleoldladycomedy.com. Our next show will probably be August, but we have content. Little old lady five days a week. Comedy.com. Lots of funny, uh, satirical humor site. Satirical humor. Steph, any party words? Um, no, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, thanks for having me. Yeah. This is fun. 
And uh, I think that's it uh, on my end. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that's it on mine. Yeah, you can follow Megan and I on Twitter separately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> separately or together in yeah. our, on our joint account. <laughs> yeah, we'll start a joint account. <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, we'll we'll put our. Our, yeah, our Twitters are are. We'll put it. We'll in put the it description. on the, We'll put yeah. all the stuff in the description. Anything, any links, we'll provide there. And mm-hmm. thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.